Coming to you from beautiful Northern California, this is the Healthy Feminist Podcast with Kirsten Deese. Kirsten has a master's in social work from Boston University and is a certified life and health coach through the Life Coach School. She combines cutting-edge nutrition strategies, cognitive-based psychology, and coaching to help progressive women feel healthy, strong, and energized so they can focus more on what really matters in life, like equal pay for starters. Now here's your host, Kirsten Deese. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of the Healthy Feminist Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten, and I'm so excited to be here with all of you today. It is a beautiful day here. I'm currently recording this podcast at my dining room table, and the sun is shining out. It's almost 70 degrees here in Northern California, so I guess winter is over. So today, I'm going to be talking all about a hot topic in the wellness world, and that is intermittent fasting. Now, I really wanted to talk about intermittent fasting early on in my podcast so that I could give you all a strategy that is incredibly effective and backed by actual science as you start this journey. What a concept, right? Basically, I wanted to get you the information you need to make the best decisions for your health, wellness, and weight, but I also want to make sure that you are absolutely able to successfully implement them. Now, if you've been following me for a long time, you know that I am a huge fan of intermittent fasting, but the truth is is that there are a lot of different definitions and it's not just a one-size-fits-all strategy. So in this episode, I'm going to be telling you about the type of intermittent fasting I recommend to my clients, adjustments that can be made depending on your needs and lifestyle, a little bit about my personal experience with intermittent fasting, the how, the what, the why, the incredible science behind the strategy, and some really practical tips when it comes to getting started. Okay, so let's dive in. So next month marks my three-year anniversary of practicing intermittent fasting, and this past January, it was my two-year anniversary of coaching individual clients on how to implement this strategy. So all that to say, I have done an incredible amount of research on this topic, I have a lot of personal experience, and I have significant experience coaching a wide range of clients in this area, so I can confidently say that I know my stuff. When I first started intermittent fasting, I was four months postpartum after having my second baby, and I really wanted to prioritize my health, wellness, and weight loss for me and for the trajectory of my life. I had gained about 45 pounds during my second pregnancy, and the weight really wasn't coming off. I had one of those moments where you go to the closet and you start trying on all your clothes and nothing fits. And I was in that stage where none of my maternity clothes fit anymore, but none of my regular clothes fit either. I honestly didn't feel that bad about my body or my postpartum weight loss trajectory, but I realized that I was going to have to make some significant changes or I was going to need to buy a lot more new clothes for work. And at that point, work was starting in about two weeks. I didn't feel like I had unrealistic expectations of my body, but I knew that I didn't take great care of myself during my second pregnancy. And I also knew that I really lost myself the first year postpartum with my first baby. And this time around, I wanted to really focus on my physical, mental, and emotional health before feeling like I was totally depleted and hitting rock bottom. So yes, 110%. I wanted to lose the baby weight and be at a more naturally healthy weight for me, but this was also about a much bigger life change I wanted to make. I knew that in order to get the results I was looking for, I was going to have to make some changes, but I was not interested in extreme calorie depletion or exercising seven days a week. I was breastfeeding exclusively at that point, and I did not have time to exercise seven days a week, nor did I want to. 
it had been a while since I had done something new with my health and wellness journey, but I had been reading a lot about intermittent fasting and I decided to give it a try. At the time, it felt totally overwhelming. I was totally out of my comfort zone, but I decided that I really had nothing to lose. I want you to know that at first, I honestly did have concerns that intermittent fasting was really just another extreme calorie restriction diet with a new trendy name. But although I had concerns, I was also doing a lot of research and it was incredibly compelling. So the two reasons intermittent fasting is such an amazing health, wellness, and weight loss strategy are autophagy and gluconeogenesis. If you have never heard these words before, don't worry, I'm gonna break this all down. But first, let's start with what intermittent fasting actually is. Intermittent fasting is not a type of diet, but rather an eating schedule. The body is always in one of two states, fed or fasted. In the fed state, anytime your body is digesting food, your body's insulin levels make burning fat a challenge. However, in the fasted state, roughly eight to 12 hours after your last meal, your insulin levels are lower and your body is better able to reach into fat stores for energy. This is called gluconeogenesis. People rarely go into a fasted state throughout the day and in fact, the traditional theory of several small mini meals per day actually keeps us from ever reaching the fasted state. In addition, that type of eating schedule regularly spikes our insulin levels, which hinders fat loss because it actually sends a message to the body that it should be storing fat as opposed to burning it. So while eating several small meals per day can lead to weight loss, calorie deficits always do initially, you will likely be losing both muscle and fat. When you lose calorie burning muscle, you lower your resting metabolic rate, AKA how many calories you burn when you're sleeping, driving, working, and scrolling the gram. And this is when you will hit a plateau, something all too many of us are familiar with. You will then need to even further restrict your caloric intake to continue to lose weight. The problem with this strategy is that you can only go so low without feeling depleted, hungry, tired, frustrated and just fed up. The good news is, is that there is a better way. Intermittent fasting isn't about eating less, it's about eating more, yes, I said more, of the right foods at the right times for the right reasons to actually learn how to fuel your metabolism and your weight loss. When you can tap into gluconeogenesis through intermittent fasting, we are training our bodies to become fat burners as opposed to sugar burners. When I first heard these terms, I honestly felt like they were fake science, but I assure you they are not. When your body is a fat burner or fat adapted, your body breaks down its own body fat and converts that fat back into glucose for your cells to use for energy. One of the main benefits of becoming fat adapted is obviously burning fat, but there are actually a wide range of other benefits, including not feeling hangry. So if you get hangry a lot, that's a key sign that you're not fat adapted more stable energy levels, AKA no afternoon crashes, less cravings, and more balanced blood sugar levels. When you're fat adapted, your body willingly and happily utilizes gluconeogenesis to create energy from your fat stores, but most of us are not fat adapted for one simple reason. We have trained our bodies to be accustomed to receiving fast energy, glucose, all day, every day. Think about it like this. If you had fresh salmon in the refrigerator, you wouldn't go to the freezer in the garage and pull out some old frozen chicken breasts for dinner, right? 
No, of course not. You would eat the fresh salmon. Your body's the exact same way. Why would it utilize its fat stores for fuel when it's accustomed to getting flour, sugar, soda, and processed foods every day? It sounds like a lot of work to your body. It would rather save those fat stores for a famine and have you eat the donuts in the break room instead. But eating food, storing food as fuel for later use, and then utilizing that fuel for energy is actually how the human body was designed to function. The human body was not designed with refrigerators, fast food, Starbucks drive-through, Uber Eats, and 24-hour grocery stores in mind, right? It was designed to have the metabolic flexibility to withstand times of feast and times of famine, which is how we survive for the majority of the last 200,000 years on this planet. I am not recommending that anyone starve themselves, obviously, but the human body can go longer without food than it can go without water or sleep. I'm basically just explaining that gluconeogenesis is the natural way the human body was designed to operate for optimal health, wellness, and weight loss. So if you are someone who experiences hangry a lot or gets a lot of afternoon crashes, or you're just hungry a lot even though you're eating, that's a key way to know that your body is not fat adapted. Nothing has gone wrong It's just responding to the environment it is in and you can still absolutely become fat adapted. So the second reason intermittent fasting is such a powerful health and wellness tool is because of autophagy. In 2016, a Japanese cell biologist whose name I'm not going to say because I'm afraid of botching it, won the Nobel Prize in Medicine for his research on autophagy, which is how cells recycle and renew their content and is turned on by intermittent fasting. Basically, eating and digesting food is a lot of work for your body. It can take up to 30% of your energy. And the bottom line is that Americans spend a lot of time eating and snacking and having mini meals in between meals and eating before bed. And when you're doing all this eating all the time, we can't support our body's natural deep cleaning system, autophagy, so that it can do what it was designed to do in order to help us have optimal health, wellness, and weight. So when we are intermittent fasting, We are giving our bodies the space they need to participate in autophagy. I like to say that we're giving our bodies a little vacation so that they can come back to work more efficient and effective. During autophagy, cells destroy viruses and bacteria and get rid of damaged structures. It's a process that is critical for cell health, renewal, and survival. And research has shown that it has so many incredible benefits for health, including reducing neurodegenerative diseases such as Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's and preventing cancer. Other benefits include, of intermittent fasting include, improving your mood, increasing your energy, lowering your bad cholesterol, improving your hormone profile, improving memory and brain function, reducing inflammation and repairing your metabolism. So there you have it, the two main reasons intermittent fasting is so incredible for health, wellness, and weight loss, gluconeogenesis and autophagy. But now let's dive into some of the more practical tips when it comes to implementing the strategy. There are a lot of types of intermittent fasting. There's no one specific definition. It's more of an umbrella term, but the protocol I follow and that I recommend to the majority of my clients is the 16-8 protocol, which means that I do a daily fast for 16 hours and I eat during an eight hour window. Now, before you panic, let me tell you that this is much easier than it sounds. First of all, the majority of my fasting happens while I'm sleeping, so that's easy. 
I typically eat dinner between 5.30 and 7.30 p.m. Yes, on the early side, but we have young kids, so that really works for us. And then I start the clock. By the time I wake up in the morning, I have already fasted for almost 12 hours, which means I'm already three-fourths of the way done with my daily fast. I then spend the morning hydrating with water, tea, black decaf coffee. You can drink caffeinated coffee, but I don't anymore, and enjoying the mental clarity that comes with fasting. And then I break my fast around 11 a.m. or 12. Easy. I do want to note that you can have up to 50 calories during your fasting window. So for me, that means I am usually having a little bit of unsweetened almond milk in my decaf coffee. I then spend the next eight hours eating food and a lot of it. I focus on eating whole foods and ensuring that I'm getting enough of all three macronutrient groups, fat, protein, and carbs. Yes, I eat carbs, lots of them. I also wanna be very clear that intermittent fasting is not just another extreme calorie restriction diet dressed up with a new trendy name. In fact, I have never eaten more food with less guilt. I currently eat roughly 1,900 calories a day during my eating window, and I've honestly never felt healthier, stronger, leaner, had more energy, a better immune system, or felt more in control of my food choices than I do now. So the 16-8 protocol allows the body to reset itself daily without feeling too restrictive, which makes it a strategy that is easy to sustain long-term, which is a key ingredient in any health and wellness journey. To get started with intermittent fasting, I recommend clients first implement a 12-hour overnight fast and a 12-hour eating window. This basically just requires you to cut out evening eating. Now, quickly, I do want to mention that some of my clients stay at a 12-12 protocol and some move to a 14-10 protocol and some move, most move, to a 16-8 protocol. It really depends on the client's specific needs, goals, and lifestyle, and I work with my clients individually to create a customized program just for them. So once you are comfortable with a 12-hour fast, you can slowly start bumping your breakfast up in the morning by 30 minutes until you reach the 16-8 protocol. The goal is to slowly help your body adjust to a new lifestyle. If it takes you a week or two to get to the 16-hour fasting window, that is totally fine. I also want to note here that the more difficult this transition is for you, hunger-wise, the less fat-adapted your body is. Nothing has gone wrong. It's just that your body is used to getting fast energy for fuel, so when it doesn't get it, it will start sending you very strong hunger signals. It has become accustomed to getting that easy energy on a consistent basis, and it's kind of like a toddler throwing a fit. It wants that easy energy, and it wants it now. I think that understanding the science behind this is super helpful, and this is also why I recommend slowly transitioning to the 16-8 protocol as opposed to jumping into the deep end of the pool. Most of my clients eat from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. or 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. One other item I want to mention here with the fasting protocol is that I recommend clients stop eating two to three hours before bed. I'll go into more of the why on this in another podcast, but just make sure that your eating window aligns with that goal. I also want to note that it is okay to move your fasting window around day to day to meet the needs of your lifestyle. If you have an early brunch or a late dinner one day, feel free to move your eating window around to meet your needs. Yes, this means that you may not get a perfect 16 hour fast in between eating windows, but remember, we're going for progress, not perfection. In addition, if there is ever a day when you can't do a 16 hour fast, 14 or 12 hours 
will still provide your body with significant health, wellness, and weight loss benefits. In fact, for the first two years that I did intermittent fasting, I was working from home four days a week and commuting to Seattle one day a week, which was roughly a minimum round trip of 150 minutes. And on that one day, I would do a 12-hour fast as opposed to a 16-hour fast. Now, if I had planned really well, could I have done a 16-hour fast on those days? Yes. If I had done a 16-hour fast on those days, would I have seen faster results? Probably. Did allowing myself that flexibility help me to sustain this lifestyle over the past three years work in my favor? 100%. Remember, like I said, the goal is progress, not perfection. Now, I just want to quickly note that if you sign up for my emails, the third email you will get from me is my intermittent fasting starter kit, which has all the information I have presented today and more. So if you're interested in getting that kit, head over to my website so that you can get your copy. But in the meantime, let's fast forward to today. I am almost three years into intermittent fasting and I am truly so glad I decided to take that risk and try something new. It was honestly one of the best decisions I have ever made and I am so grateful for the journey that that single decision has led me on because it has led me right here talking to all of you on this podcast, which is just so fun. Okay, folks, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining. And I wanted to let you know that if you leave me a review in iTunes, I will gift you a copy of my easy, delicious, and healthy smoothie guide for free. This guide has over 20 awesome smoothie recipes and is valued at $24.99. But to get your copy, all you have to do is head over to iTunes leave me a glowing review, send me a screenshot of that review either through email, Facebook, or Instagram, and I will send you this smoothie guide. All right, that's it, friends. Have a great day, and thank you so much for tuning in. Hello, hello, healthy feminists. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you head over to iTunes to subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. And while you are there, I would be so grateful if you would leave me a five-star review so that together we can inspire more people to lead healthier and happier lives. Lastly, if you want to get more content just like this, you can head over to my website to get your free copy of the Feminist Quick Start Guide to Feeling Healthy, Strong, and Energized. Just head on over to www.kirstendeescoaching.com and you can get my guide into your hands within a matter of moments. Now, before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here today and for wanting to become the best version of yourself. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you next time.